Welcome to the SEO Insider with your host, Seth Price, founder of Blue Shark, taking you inside the world of legal marketing and all things digital. Thrilled to be here. This is a joint collaboration between Alex Valencia's We Do Content Marketing Hour and the SEO Insider and Law Firm Blueprint. We are here to talk. What are we talking about today, Alex? Chat GBT. It has taken the country by storm. You know, we wake up one day and we think that the world is one way. We had seen some inklings, this Jasper AI, maybe, maybe some help with SEO, but all of a sudden everything's different. What's your initial take, Mr. Content? Um, I think it's a great tool. Um, everyone is absolutely going crazy and playing with it. Even some of people internally here are playing it with it to build lists, um, respond to some emails. Um, you know, it's kind of fun. In, people outside of the space are using it internally for our law firms and in the digital marketing space. I don't believe ChatGBT is there yet. I like to think of it as the old time spinning with uh, only a, a small amount of knowledge base that it currently has to actually really generate really useful content for at least what we do in the SEO and content world. Look, at the end of the day, our, our our thoughts, we've talked about this at conferences, we spoke at NTL about this uh, uh, on stage together, but the, you know, at the end of the day, I'll take the opposite view, right? We're seeing 1.0 right now, 4.0 is already practically delivered. I haven't seen it, but I understand it's it's freaking awesome. You know, is it does from an SEO, SEO point of view at this very minute, too dangerous, right? Clearly, Google if it wants to, and it clearly isn't happy with chat GBT, not that it's not working on its own AI, right? They're not going to be left in the dark for long. Um, but, you know, understanding today, great for building lists, great for responding, awesome for updating old content, figuring out something you've professed for a long time, figuring out how to raise the bar for existing content, things like that. But my question is, we live in an SEO bubble right? Where, op, you know, we care about certain things that don't. Do you think if we fast forward a few years, if let's take a person who doesn't care about SEO for a second, where you're building a no, no index, no follow page for whatever reason, is this going to be changing the makeup of who's working in a content shop? Are we going to be using this as first drafts at some point in the near future with editors layering? How does this play out? Understanding today, too dangerous for SEO, but where, where, are, what are the different pieces and how does this play out? Are we at the beginning of Uber and Lyft versus taxi cabs or what, what's the best analogy to what we're looking at? Um, I wish I could have that forecast from internally thinking as far as a company who hires and trains writers and editors for specifically for SEO. Um, I don't know that it's there yet. I hope it's not. You know, I, I would love the idea that maybe it would help with an initial first draft at one point and going to an editor. But again, that would have to translate into the cost to the client, um, you know, obviously minimizing that. But Google's really pushed the new EEAT, which is the experience expertise. Uh, agree. They're process, like, they want a right? level of content and so, you f with it at your peril. Exactly. So, you know, I think there are some sites, some test sites, um, 
ad sites that are come and go sites that could potentially use this um to really launch something quickly without the expertise and experience of someone like a law firm would but for our lawyers you got to have that experience i mean we we talked about this at ntl um the importance of having that authorship and that approval by the law firm sure you're showing that experience beneath every piece of content which i think is going to be helpful and google's going to want to see um no absolutely um, let me let me ask you this. A couple of things, you know, the ADHD mind's going all these different directions. When it comes to um, spinning, that was the old world, right? So that's you take an article and then you just change the words around. One of the dances, particularly in the B2C legal space, is that the law generally doesn't change statewide. And that this is the dance we do with Google, that we need original count content for every county, state, municipality you want to be in. At the same time, you can do everything you can to localize it, but there are elements of it that are not. Are, is, is there, are there places where this is going to help us take what we already know is a bulletproof FU page on Utah Provo content and know that it could be used for other areas. Does this, is there a point where this is part of the production where it is high-tech spinning? Is that something that you even foresee as a possibility so that you, because one of the frustrations is like, we've all been through it where a writer at some point gave you something, you ran it through Copyscape and you're like, uh-uh, right? So are we, is there, is there a tool? Like I'm always looking at, Right now, the bane of my existence are typos, grammatical errors, et cetera. It should be zero tolerance. We both, we all know humans are there. This stuff, pretty clean, you know? And so what, what is that balance? Where, where can we, again, I'm, this is pushing forward. This is, we put this in a time capsule. We'll look at this in nine months to a year to see how, how, how it plays out. But is there some piece where this can help raise the bar? understanding it may not be the writing of the original content. Um, I think it can be used kind of like a Grammarly and a Copyscape can be um, eventually, especially any new versions that can act as an editor. Um, you know, that would be amazing if, if it could do that because now it's pulling knowledge. But again, it's still a bot, right? A human still had to create the coding for it. So, you know, we're using it to be more efficient, to obviously save more costs, to save more time. But at the end of the day, you know, there, we're, we still have humans on both sides and there's still possibilities for errors. But in editing software at some point where it's absolutely catching everything and syntax better than a Grammarly would, would be absolutely awesome. Do we see ourselves using it three, four, five years down the road? I don't know. I think we're going to have to keep watching it. Do we really want to limit that? a human experience that comes from them really getting to know the client. Um, you know, I know my team's really not on board for it. Obviously, there's jobs on the line because of it. Um, as far as a cost thing, you know, I think we charge our clients enough to give them that exper experience and uh, uh, expertise and authority and trust when it comes to what we're creating. But, uh, you know, you never but know. Even there's, the way you're saying it, like, look, I'm going to I'll play devil's advocate. Right. Again, and we are not abandoning writers. We have our writers. We have our writers. This is sort of like crystal ball. Where do we end up? And to sort of think that this is not going to be part of it to me. I, and again, how it plays out, I'm not smart enough to know. But the idea that 
our content creation, you being the king of all content and us being, you know, SEO players, the content's a huge, huge piece of, um, that, it, that it, I can't imagine that it's not going to have some integration into this. Uh, you know, the, the idea that the, the personalization, absolutely. The question is, is it a tool that your team is using actively or is it like that's that's for sort of lower quality nonsense? This is not for us. I'm just my the the speed at which it appears to be learning is significant. And, you know, is is the makeup in a year? And that's the sort of my gut is that the makeup of our content departments will be forced to be changed with this over time, like it or not, that there's going to be a component that we need to keep up with. That said, at a premium price, um, you know, there's going to be a demand for people who are, you know, this is the last thing you want to do is mess with anything. You and I lived through the spammy link updates where people that place really bad links were hurt really badly. So Google on a bunch of levels doesn't want to see people regurgitating nonsense. Right. But if it is, if it resonates with the consumer, that's the question. If the consumer likes it, you know, and wants to see it, does that, will that way affect, you know, if they see if at some point the written word through a bot comes out easier to digest than the human. Like those are the things I struggle with. Where, where, you know, will there be a point where this is something that is doing things at a level that we can't do fast and that our job is going to be directing it? Like, would you, you know, you've uh we have buddies that that have Teslas that sit there on an automatic pilot for hours. Should they do it blindly? No, and those that really do it blindly end up dying. But no, plenty of people that have commuted from DC to New York and never touched anything. Their vehicle, yeah. Yeah, right. That's true. So right. the question is, you know, where like as this advances, and obviously you never want to be in the situation where it flips over and kills you, because that would be the equivalent of Google, you know, penalizing your site heavily. But are there pieces where you're going to end up trusting the judgment? of the automatic braking over somebody who's like multitasking with the phone and the kids crying in the car. Yeah, I think, um, you know, there's so many arguments, right? I think if we let bots do everything, we become that lazy society, but I think it has its place. And it's I'm not like going that far. Alexa, I'm just right? saying this is a piece of it. Yeah, um, you know, like, you know, we're, we're testing it out and we're using it for the optimization of pages, right? So it pulls that data automatically. And, you know, pages that are already ranking, we want to rank better. We try to use that software to see how it enhances it um, and then go in and, and edit that copy and, and see how it performs. Um, you know, we tried it with actual page, but again, it's, it's just not there yet. I do see a place in the future for, you know, some of that regurgitating content that, um, for instance, there was a, a client that came to us that wanted to do a Lemon Law site. There was tons of information on Lemon Law that doesn't need a human to write it, where it's just pulling data from GMC on all the codes that are out there for any recalls, right? So if you do GMC, re, chat GBT, give me the all the GMC recalls for 2022 to 2023. I think there's a great opportunity to pull that data from there, use a lot of it, um source but then, theoretically you do that from google search right now that's not right it's the idea that it's coming tied up 
you know, I the, the memory, and you could you you will appreciate this. Do you remember when Copyscape first became viable? And there yeah. was a moment I was guilty of it. I remember looking at my own site and seeing people had like literally lifted off other. Oh, I like what they wrote. They put changed the, the location, and there was that moment. You're like, okay, we got to raise our, our our content game. I I, I have this feeling that we're going to be now having two levels of search, Copyscape, and there's going to be some version of AIscape where we're going to be, every single page is going to have to be tested before it goes live to protect the client, right? Or, you know, as I say, much of our job is protecting the client from themselves. Right. Um, but that is the, is the idea that a first draft that has information, the question is, Will you get yes? And you'll know that by testing it. Because in theory, let's let's sort of pretend for a second that my my hypothesis that this becomes a first draft at some point in the future is something. Then the question is, how much has it changed? I think you alluded to this before. If the cost of editing is more than if you just did it in the first place, that's going to be that will answer our question, right? There, there, right? That's the first question. Right. But the second one is if it's something where you can get to an Alex Valencia approved page of content better, cheaper, and faster with a different process. That is the piece. Again, that it, it I mean, that is the piece. Have we just opened Pandora's box where not look, you're still gonna have writers and you're still gonna have editors. The question is, is this is Chat GBT gonna be on the payroll as part of that formula? And again, not standalone, because if somebody just if a client just did it and threw it up there, that's that's muy malo, as they would say. But if you if you do have a process where you're taking this and then extracting what you need as almost a research tool and then formulating it the way you want, it, is that something, you know, because I'm seeing a vision like that in the future. It sounds like you're still like too early to tell if that's really going to be possible. Yeah, I think it's early to tell, but what I, you know, it, it sparks up the idea as a business owner and entrepreneur, how could I offer our clients if it was in the area that it was and being transparent and letting them know, hey, you have the option of human writers, human editors, um, you know, our, our full proprietary software content that's going to be on the high end cost, or we can do some of these pages through ChatGPT. It's still going through an editor um, and still the process, but it's not an original writer and disclose that to the client. There might be a low cost option to them in the future that we might want to test out if we can get approval from Google. Right. Well, but, but there's an issue and I saw this. So remember when there was the, like today, you, you know, you and, and our buddies are smart enough that if we want to manipulate a site much, much faster, black hat, flat, black hat techniques still work. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, that's full on, but they will they you can do things to game the system in ways that Google doesn't want. Do that at your peril. Right. And to me, the analogy I've always I love to do thing because, you you know, you have you have family or friends in this world. If you have friends who are contractors or you've ever renovated a house and flipped it. Right. You have a bunch of decisions to make. Right. What are you pulling permits for? Are you pulling per permits for drywall? Are you pulling permits for electrical? Now, if you do a house for yourself and you're going to live in it, you could pull, you could cut a bunch of corners because God forbid something happens, it's on you. Right. But if you do something, not the drywall, but if you do something plumbing or electrical and there's a massive catastrophe and somebody looks back and they see that you didn't do that, it's all on you.
Exactly. And this is the thing that I always, this is a thought, this is where I, you know, I'm the type of person who thinks about these things. Is there a way to legitimately get consent from a client that won't be, I didn't understand, it wasn't clear? Will it still come down on your head when it doesn't work? And that, to me, I have shied away from black hat where somebody says, oh, I get the risk because it's all fun and games until the risk happens. Right. Is this something that we have as professionals? And I say this all the time. I look at part of my job as an agency owner is to protect clients from themselves. Right. And so that it's one of those things where there are places to get that shortcut. The question is, what is the cost going to be? And while we all say, oh, of course, we're going to take this and rewrite the whole thing, just like Copyscape, we very often find that the best laid intentions of a writer or editor may not come to fruition. Similarly here, it's a great idea. And the first day they may completely rewrite it and it's great, but will laziness kick in right. and you're given, you've opened Pandora's box where they're putting out content. Again, there'll be checks and balances, but that's what comes to mind is, is it a waivable risk that somebody will actually say, I get it. I could get tanked, but I want to live with it. And are you willing as that arbiter of or standard bearer of content willing to even go there? And that's to me the, the interesting thought questions. Yeah. Um, not yet. Not, nowhere near it. it. It's funny though. We left NTL and someone who was at one of our shows or, or at our chat GBT talk asked me to reach out to them to write regular content and also create chat GBT, edited chat GBT content for them, for their site, uh, even after listening to it, um, which, which was funny. But because uh, the people in that room are entrepreneurs, they're pushing them. Like if you could, if, you know, the question is, if you could have chat GBT content that it, that if, if, if is editable beyond the point of recognition, the question is, is that, is that going to be a thing? And you, right. like that person just sort of identified that sort of jonesing fork piece. Right. Already. Yep. Um, now again, to reiterate, I, I, I think I love the idea that it's created. I think there's a lot of use for it. Um, we want to dive in further into using it, um, you know, as far as research and outline and, and maybe even, you know, try some first drafts. So far, the first drafts have not been great, um, but we'll see what the continued versions of it look like. But again, you know, it's it's only pulling from so much information. So when you start, you know, being in the legal space, when you start driving into different practice areas that it doesn't have the content info for, it, it's it's hard to develop it. But there are so many areas that do. I actually tried to play around for it for my brother's site who uses, uh, he, he's got a B, like a safe B removal business. And there just was not information in the database to actually pull anything, any good data or outlines. Well, let me ask you though, do you think there's going to be a point where, you know, Blue Shark or we do web content or perhaps jointly creates databases with its own content and can use its own. This is not just the public, but you're saying, hey, these are the pages we like and have done. What can you do not being affected by the outside world? But can you learn from what we're doing and how we're doing it to create stuff for us? That's the stuff that sort of really excites me. Yeah, that excites me too. So since we built our software, that is something we, we haven't implemented yet because it's taken so long to even uh, launch it to the public, but we're finally starting to work in our own software internally, was since we have millions and millions of words since 2008 of content that we've developed is how do we have that database um, 
you know, even of, of content strategies that we could reuse um, all that data and use the AI to actually formulate what would be the best average of this content or those pages, it would be excellent that if, if it could totally do that, right? Like here's the top 100 pages we created for car accident, all these different markets, pull all the best information on best, you know, from it and articulate a page would be excellent. Awesome. Well, Alex, any final thoughts before we wrap up here? No, man. I'm excited to see where it goes. Uh, you know, excited to see where where what Google does in response to it. I know there's a kid out of Stanford who's creating the anti-chat, like the 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 way uh, to actually catch it and understand it. So just like when viruses came out on computers, somebody created the antivirus for it. So we'll see how that plays out. But it's super exciting that we're moving in such quick technology. Um, to, to make well, SEO and, and search a lot easier. Um, just hopefully it doesn't fall into a, a lazy man's game. Absolutely. Alex, thank you so much. This is awesome. Thank you, Seth. I'm sure this will not, those will be the first of many because this is, uh, the story is just beginning. Yes, sir. Awesome. Thank you very much. Bye for Always now. A pleasure, bud. Thank you for tuning in to the SEO Insider with Seth Price. Be sure to check back next week for fresh insights into building your brand's online presence. Episodes are available to stream directly on Blue Shark Digital's website.